I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. The last time we saw Keith Thurman in the ring, it was back in March of 2017. He had just won a split decision victory over Danny Garcia to become the unified WBA-WBC welterweight champion of the world. And in that time, Thurman's been plagued with a set of injuries. There was an injury to his uh, to his fist and then to his elbow. And it almost kind of seemed like all the goodwill that he had scored with victories over great opponents like Sean Porter and Danny Garcia, it seemed that they were all to be for naught because there wasn't any way to capitalize on them. It's hard enough being a PBC fighter because you're only fighting once a year. If you're fighting two times a year, people kind of look at you in the PBC almost as being a bit overeager. I mean, that that's kind of unheard of these days in PBC that fighters will actually fight twice a year. That's pretty much unheard of. But Thurman made his comeback last night against Josecito Lopez, who has a reputation as a bit of a spoiler in the sport, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he gave a, a tough fight to Marcos Maidana, but, you know, Maidana came back to win. But he famously, famously uh, stopped, and stopped uh, Victor Ortiz by breaking his jaw, and that... Uh, put an end to uh, the planned Ortiz versus Canelo Alvarez fight and then Alvarez had to fight uh, he had to fight Lopez which I thought was a terrible mismatch it should not have happened in the first place but regardless uh, in his last fight which was back in April of 2018 he took on the undefeated Miguel Cruz who entered the uh, ring with a record of 17 wins, no losses, and Lopez actually outboxed him, did a very, very good job, and even though he lost this fight against Thurman, I still think that Lopez showed everybody that he's better than they probably give him credit for. He probably knew he was that good, and he ended up getting a majority decision against Keith Thurman, or rather losing a majority decision against Keith Thurman, but he showed tremendous guts in the seventh round because it looked like he was going to end up stopping Thurman. The referee was uh, watching Thurman because Thurman's backing up. He's taking some, some big shots, and Thurman's not firing back for most of the round. Like When he gets hurt, he, you see he's just in retreat mode. He does not want to get anywhere near Lopez. He's trying to tie Lopez up. Lopez is hitting him to the sides, and it only... It's only when Lopez seems to have punched himself out, that's when Thurman decides he's going to start firing back. But uh, after that, it looked like he was able to take control of the fight. I was hoping that I would have been able to stay awake to watch it, but I ended up falling asleep just because I'd been up for well over 28 hours. So I was able to find it on YouTube, thank God. The link is probably gone now. But I thought that Thurman... You know, he, he, he landed a good short left hook in the second round. That dropped uh, Lopez. But it, it's kind of obvious that we did not see the best Keith Thurman tonight. And he even said so in the post-fight interview after they declared him the winner. Now you know what it means to be up against a game opponent, you know. Uh, first, you know, I want to thank God. I want to thank Fox, PBC, Al Heyman, my team, my family. This city, Brooklyn, right here, baby. Thank you guys for coming out. The champ is back. Now, I do not know a lot about the attendance records for this fight, but 
there were a lot of empty seats in that arena as he was talking. I mean, I mean, unless everybody just got the hell out of there as soon as the twelfth round was over, that's kind of disappointing because this was this interview took place just uh like maybe you know thirty seconds after they announced him as the winner. I mean, they were taking pictures and everything. I mean, it, it was not that long after it, they called his name as the winner. So, you know, he can say thanks for coming out, but I think it's almost kind of like thank you for coming out. I mean, look at these empty seats. Thank you. Really. I mean, this is a welterweight title fight. It's kind of embarrassing that there's hardly anybody here. <laughs> okay, let's hear what else he has to say. You know, you dominated the early rounds, but he had you in some exchanges there in the seventh round. How hurt did he have you? Uh, he had me buzzed. He had me shaken up. Uh, I was trying to stay on the outside. I just was a little off in my prediction of his long arms and the way that he was lunging in, willing to co really swing and commit for that knockout. He was coming for me. But I, I told everybody, you're not going to see the best Keith one-time Thurman after 22 months, but you will see a world-class performance, and that's exactly what I gave you guys tonight. And by no means am I calling Thurman's performance bad. I mean, clearly we saw, we, we've seen him in better fights against, Thur or sorry, against Garcia, against Porter, against Robert Guerrero. I think that after performances like that, we were kind of expecting something better against Josecito Lopez, but then again, that probably shows how much better Lopez is compared to what we actually think. You absolutely did. Now, you've said that this is your get-back year, but with that said, what would you like next? If this Manny Pacquiao fight were to come to fruition in 2019, would you take it? Now, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I, I, I heard this and I thought, why are you just only mentioning Manny Pacquiao? You know, PBC has got a... They're pretty stacked with welterweight stars. There is... You know, you got Sean Porter, whom a lot of people say that Thurman should, should have lost that fight against uh, Porter. Personally, I scored it a draw. Either way, I thought it was a very good fight. I mean, and he's just coming off of his victory against Danny Garcia, whom Thurman handed his first defeat to. So, you know, you could try to build that rematch because a lot of people want to see that. You've also got, uh, okay, Errol Spence is fighting Mikey Garcia pretty soon, but you could talk about would you like to face the winner of that fight, whomever it is. There's that possibility. Why are we only mentioning Manny Pacquiao? And, and I'll, I'll talk about Pacquiao later. I'll talk about his uh, victory over Adrian Broner later on in the podcast. But I just thought, you know, we, we've got a, a stacked welterweight division here, and you're just kind of limiting yourself to... I, I get that he's the biggest star, but he's not the only star in the welterweight division. I most likely would definitely take it. I'm going to have to talk to my team. We're going to have to talk to our managers. And uh, But I feel good. That was a beautiful fight. I would love to have that. Bring it in the ring. Maybe Brooklyn, maybe Vegas, wherever Manny Pacquiao wants it. I'd fight him in the Philippines if I had to, baby. How's the hand? <laughs> it took some punches today. You know, his, he's tough. He had a tough head, but uh, we held up strong. I wish I could have gone to the body a little bit more. I saw him breathing heavy, but he kept his elbows in tight. But I will be back later this year. Believe that. All right. Well, you keep that strap. You enjoy it tonight. I can understand, though, why, why Thurman would probably be more interested in a fight with Manny Pacquiao. He's a bigger name. He's a living legend. He's also got 
his own version of the welterweight title, which it's kind of like, wait a minute, if Keith has the title and Manny has the title, I'm pretty sure it's both the WBA, it's kind of like, this is why everybody hates sanctioning bodies. But, uh, no, it would make Thurman the most money, uh, probably more money than he's seen in his entire career. And also, there is a chance that you, with Manny Pacquiao being 40 years old and getting older day by day, as are we all, some of us before our very eyes, um, there, there's a chance you might be able to catch him at just the right time. You might be able like you might finally catch Pacquiao on the night where he got old. But, uh... You know what? Uh, good job to Keith Thurman for winning this fight. And Josecito Lopez, he said, if Thurman's number one in the in the welterweight division, then I've got to be at least in the top five. I got to agree with him to to a point. Maybe it's kind of like, okay, you're maybe number two to seven. I mean, I don't think his stock goes down by any means. He he certainly did not disgrace himself uh, by any means. And it would be interesting to see him against uh, some of the other top names in the welterweight division. Moving on. Now, as some of you may know, uh, last week I was planning to go out and watch the Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner fight, but that night, I, the, in fact, the whole day, I could sort of feel myself getting just getting sick. There's another bad strain of the flu going around here, and... I think my body was spending most of the night battling it. So I didn't want to risk going out in minus 10 weather and saying, okay, well, now I'm going to walk you know, at least a kilometer to the uh, to the pub that's showing it. So ho- hopefully this will work out. I, I just didn't think it was worth it. And uh, I, I also... I didn't have that much excitement for this fight. I think the only excitement to be gained was the possibility that Broner would get knocked out. And he didn't get knocked out. Pacquiao, I I was able to watch the fight later. I think I gave Broner two rounds, and I thought that was a a nice act of charity on me. But, no, I I, I just thought that Broner Broner is not in this fight. I think he's here for a paycheck at the very least. And once again, to to make an ass of himself, which is what he always does, win or lose. Pacquiao, Pacquiao looked good for a 40-year-old, but I think, as I mentioned on Twitter, uh, on my alternate Twitter account, just, to, just for clarity, I think I mentioned that Pacquiao looks good against the right opponent. I mean, Broner can, uh, Broner can look very good against the right opponent, but if you put him against somebody like... Uh, Sean Porter against Mikey Garcia or even uh, Marcos Maidana and Manny Pacquiao he's just not quite there yet and unfortunately yeah uh, Broner Broner after the fight the, the, the final bell goes and he's pounding his chest he's got his arms raised he's jumping on the ropes acting like he's just won the fight I'm kind of like are you excited that you went the distance with the living legend is that what this is about do you actually think you won he does i'll play his interview with jim gray uh yeah i just i just didn't see it i thought how in the hell this isn't golf okay just because you have the lower score does not mean that you win but 
either way, we don't know what's going on in Broder. He did take some some vicious shots. Uh, I don't know. Let, let, let's just play Pacquiao's post-fight interview first. Manny, congratulations. Thank you. You controlled this fight seemingly from the outset with your jab. How do you feel that you were so effective with that in controlling this fight? Um, I felt so happy because um, I did my best in, 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 in the fight and then also in training. Our uh, strategy and techniques is, uh, we use a lot. Um, we, 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 uh, we did a lot in the training camp, so uh, thank God for this uh, victory. What do you think about the amount and ability that you had to throw so many punches at the age of 40? Um, I'm so happy because uh, God gave me this uh, good health, these blessings. Uh, I mean, uh, at the age of 40, I can still give my best. Uh, although uh, I want to be aggressive more, but uh, my, uh, uh, my camp is, uh, my coach uh, told me that uh, do not be careless, just uh, wait him, uh, counter him, but uh, aggressive, but do not careless. Why, when so many people thought that your career was possibly over, particularly after the horn fight, have you been able to come back and be so efficient and so effective and perhaps even improve a little bit? I really don't believe that my career is over. I mean, uh, I proved it in my last fight against, uh, against uh, Matisi, and now I prove it again at age of 40. So Manny Pacquiao's journey still uh, continue. My question, though, is why? Why does it need to continue? You're 40 years old. You're a senator in the Philippines. Personally, if I, if I were in the opposing party, I would say, how the hell can Manny Pacquiao really focus on doing what's best for the people when he's spending you know, several months in a training camp and getting ready for a fight? He seems like he wants to do both, but you can't, okay? You can't. I mean, that, that's just if I were Pacquiao's political opposite or political opponent, sorry, in the Philippines. I don't care what Pacquiao does because it doesn't affect me as a Canadian citizen, but I, I am kind of curious, though, why does he keep fighting? What more is there to prove? You were named the best fighter of the 2000s by Ring Magazine, much to the chagrin of Floyd Mayweather. I mean, we'll see uh, who's going to be named fighter of the decade you know, at the end of this year, but... I'm really curious, what more is there for Pacquiao to accomplish? What does he think needs to what, what needs to be achieved? He's arguably the greatest uh, fighter to come out of the Philippines. He's pro certainly put himself in... I, I don't have a list of the greatest Asian fighters in front of me, but chances are Pacquiao would be at the top of that list. So, what else needs to be accomplished? Is there something that he wants? I mean... I. We'll get to this later, but is there something that he really, really wants? Let's find out. So, Manny, there's going to be a couple of questions that you're going to get relentlessly for the rest of your life, at least your boxing life. So let's start with the first one. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, co-promoter here this evening, in the house, watching and assessing you, sometimes saying things during the fight. Will you fight him next? Do you want that fight? Now, Jim, I, I appreciate that you're a journalist. you got to ask these questions. But I think a more important question to ask is, do we want that fight? No. Nobody does. The only person who wants it is Manny Pacquiao, maybe members of his entourage like Freddie Roach. Nobody wants to see that fight again. The last time we got that fight, it turned out to be, you know, 
six years of wait for nothing. It was supposed to be the biggest fight of all time, and it was the biggest waste of time. Stop it, man. Don't, I don't want to see that fight again. Nobody wants to see that fight again. Nobody. You know... <laughs> tell him... Tell him to come back to, uh, to the ring, and then uh, we will fight. Um, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to fight... Uh, again to uh, uh, to Floyd Mayweather uh, if he's, he's, he's willing to come back in boxing Floyd you're staying out of the ring but we got a camera there are you going to accept that challenge a simple nod will do on the monitor yes or no Floyd no reaction I never thought I'd say this but we live in changing times however I think that because of his reaction or rather lack thereof that it needs to be said. Thank God for Floyd Mayweather. Sorry, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit there, but yeah, uh, I, I am quite glad that Floyd is doing the smart thing and not taking this completely unnecessary rematch that nobody on God's green earth asked for. Do you want to be president of the Philippines? You will now go back and... Do your job as a senator. Would you like to be president someday? Well, uh, to become a president, uh, I don't have that in my mind right now. I, I have no plan to run for president, and I'm happy. Uh, That's a politician answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with, uh, serving people as a, as a senator and, and giving honor to our country. I'm so thankful to the fans, uh, the Filipino people, for uh, who coming here and watch uh, live in, 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 in my fight. So uh, thank you so much for all your support. Also, the uh, uh, Showtime TV for you. Manny, thank you. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you next time. Okay, uh, if Pacquiao wants to be president of the Philippines, he's going to have to retire from boxing first. And if he actually wants to be an effective senator, I don't know what kind of job he's doing in the Philippines. I honestly don't. But if he really wants to be a truly effective senator, he really should retire from boxing. I mean, again, how much... Uh, how much can he really be putting into his job if he's doing all these training camps and he's, you know, he's got these fights coming up? It just doesn't gel with me. I'm kind of like, well, how can you do both? I don't know. You're, you're not Superman. Not anymore, anyway. It, it just, uh, it, it's kind of baffling. It, it really is, but first of all, if Manny does become president of the Philippines, I hope he, you know, jails that guy who said Mayweather first. Uh, no, 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 no. We don't want to see the Floyd Mayweather fight. If Manny Pacquiao wants to become president of the Philippines, knock him out. I mean, people unqualified for the presidency seems to be a trend these days. But, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I don't want to see the Mayweather fight. But either way, uh, good, uh, good performance for Manny Pacquiao. You know, for 40 years old, he showed that he still has what it takes to beat guys 10 years younger than him, 10 years or more. But during the post-fight interview, he didn't look like himself, and he almost kind of seemed kind of disappointed. And that might be because he might have been in some pain due to an eye injury he experienced during the fight. Apparently, uh, his eyeball, his left eyeball, was scratched by uh, Broner's glove during the fight, and... Uh, According to Pacquiao, the injury is not that serious. But again, it's like, well, are, are you just 
Are you going on your own assessment, or have you actually spoken to a doctor about this? You know, I, I can't help but remember uh, Ray Leonard's problems with the detached retina after the fight with Thomas Hearns. Now, it probably... I, I want to trust that Pacquiao is telling the truth, and obviously the uh, athletic commissions in America would check him out to make sure that everything's working fine, but I, again, maybe this is a sign, Manny. Maybe this is a sign, okay, l let's get out while my health is still good, while I can still see. Not that I don't think he's in any danger of going blind, but still. Either way, Pacquiao handed the, handled the interview with, you know, dignity and grace like he always does L let's see how adrian broner handles this i mean i know that this was a tough loss for him and that a lot of people wanted to see him lose but perhaps he handled this with quiet dignity and grace adrian yeah, bring your motherfucking ass over here i got a lot to say then again maybe he handled it like adrian broner which is just the opposite of quiet dignity and grace we're going to conduct this professionally or we're not going to have an interview. You make the decision. You know, I may have been hard on Jim Gray in the past, but I, I must say I've softened to him. And you know what? He's absolutely right in this. I love how he just immediately takes none of it from Broner. He, you can tell he really wants to say, cut the shit, kid. Why don't you act like an adult and just try to conduct yourself with some form of dignity because you're not winning anybody over here. Good thing I don't work for Showtime. Uh, I, either way. What did you think about the fight? What you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I you know, in the past couple months, I've tried to get a lot more philosophical with uh, asking questions. I mean, somebody will say something like, everybody knows that we've got you know X, Y, and Z. And I mean, I'll stop and I think, well, what do you mean by everybody? And I have to ask Adrian Broner, what do you mean by everybody? Because you listen to the boos of, of the people. You know, they they obviously thought Pacquiao won the fight. So therefore, that is not everybody. You haven't left the ring since the decision was announced. And there's no way in that time you could have conducted a poll, an unbiased poll anyway, of people who thought that you won the fight. So... Again, where does this everybody come from exactly? Controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close enough. Like, it already sounded like you was against me. Adrian, Jim Gray isn't against you. The facts are against you. Logic is against you. You landed 50 punches... 50-5-0 out of 295, landing at a connect percentage of 17%. Pacquiao landed more than double, 112 out of 568. So that's 20%. I mean, again, this is not golf. Uh, you know, it's not the person with the lowest score wins. I, I just don't get what's going through this kid's mind. Maybe he's a bit concussed, but then again, if he can speak as coherently as he is right now, I, I don't think that's the case. So where, oh man, if people think, if Adrian Broner thinks that people using facts and logic against him means that they're, you know, if he thinks that that means that they're biased against him, no wonder he doesn't like showing up to court. So I already ain't, I already, I already ain't got a fair fact. shake talking to you, but let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. 
I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worrying about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're three, three, and one in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey, I'm three, three, and one in my last seven, but I'll be seven, no against you. Well, that wouldn't mean much. That's the end of this interview. Good luck to you in the future. Quiet dignity and grace. Now, there is a possibility that it kind of it kind of hasn't sunk in yet. Reality hasn't sunk in yet for Adrian Broner when he did this interview with Jim Gray. He might just have been on an adrenaline high and thought he did win the fight, but eventually would come down and realize that no, you know what? I did lose the fight. You know, by the time he gets to the post, or to sorry, to the press conference after everything's done, maybe he'll realize. I mean, that's what I that's what I kind of thought would happen. But no, I want you to listen to this uh, to this answer he gave to Dan Rayfield of ESPN. I have no idea what Broner is talking about. When you jumped up on the ring ropes after the fight, and then you said in the interview that you thought you won the fight, and you come here, you say you think you won the fight. I struggled with that because I looked at some statistics in the fight. It was clear you, he hurt you several times in the fight. He hurt me a couple of times. Right. You landed 50 punches in the fight. You only threw 200 and something punches. We talked about that you don't let your hands go. You didn't in this fight. You landed one punch in the 12th round. I wonder if you really believe in your heart. You actually won the fight. Yeah, hell yeah, I, I believe I won the fight. Shit. That's just like... That's just like... When you believe that you want cheese on that burger... <laughs> you know what you looking for <laughs> Hell yeah I feel like I won Dan Come on now Now we got a love hate relationship Don't let me do this <laughs> I got the mic I'll fuck you up up here now <laughs> I've got the mic too my friend <laughs> Yeah I'll fuck you up up here now But 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 I really did believe that I want to fight What the hell is this crap about cheese on a burger When you believe that you want cheese on that burger <laughs> You know what you're looking for. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but watch me smile and nod. I think that's all I could do if I heard that from Adrian Broner. It's like, is this English? Are you suffering from, you know, some sort of brain injury at the moment? What does cheese on a burger have to do with uh, you winning the fight? Does Broner believe that... I believe I want cheese on my burger is the same as I believe I won the fight. Just because you believe something doesn't make it mean it's real. I could believe that I'm, you know, second in line to the throne of England. But, you know, I'm not. That'd be awfully nice if I was, though. But either way, not the case. And I don't know what's going on with Broner. Um... I will say, though, I'm kind of glad that uh, Jim Gray did not allow him to hijack the interview too much. He cut it off, and he said, okay, that's enough, and he wished Broner the best of luck. And for all of Jim Gray's wishes of, you know, best of luck to you, I don't think that panned out very well for Adrian Broner. He, He needed some more wishes, and that's mainly due to the fact that this past Wednesday, after his failure to show up in court, an arrest warrant was issued for Adrian the Problem Broner. And yeah, that 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 warrant is. Uh, I I don't know how uh, the laws are in the U.S., but uh, the warrant was issued in Florida. I don't know if that's just statewide or you know nationwide. But regardless, Adrian Broner is a wanted man. This is all stemming from a 2017 uh, speeding incident that happened. Uh, yeah, December of 2017. 
he failed to show up to court, and you gotta wonder, why are you so stupid? I mean, I, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. But, uh, uh, yeah, Broner, that issue, or sorry, that warrant was issued that this past Wednesday. Apparently, Broner was, uh, seen, um, uh, in Los Angeles at the Lakers game Thursday night. And I don't know what he's been up to since. Probably, uh, hopefully trying, probably asking himself, why am I so stupid? But yeah, this is not the, uh, this is not the first legal problem for Adrian Broner. He was arrested uh, back in February in Atlanta for allegedly sexually assaulting a woman at a shopping mall. And the woman told uh, the police that Broner groped her against her will, and then four months after that, he was arrested in Cleveland for allegedly throwing himself on top of a woman at a nightclub and forcing her to kiss him. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's not good on top of all this. Uh, those cases are uh, headed to court next month, or sorry, this month. Uh, we're in. We're still in January. Uh, yeah, those are for this month, and that's only if Broner shows up. I mean, good lord! Imagine if he decides to skip court for both of those dates. Oh boy! But yeah, so you're facing charges. You're facing multiple felony counts, including a gross sexual imposition and abduction. Now there are warrants for your arrest for skipping court. It begs the question: Why are you so stupid? Somebody needs to uh, grab this guy by either the ear, the hair, the scruff of the neck, I don't care, shake him a few times and say, cut it out, because, you know, you have a lot of potential and you're blowing it, okay? Like, you are ruining everything that you work so hard for, and it doesn't have to be this way, but, you know, I I've wasted enough time... Uh, discussing possible ways to save Adrian Broner. But I think it's going to be to no avail because if you're 29 years old and you still can't figure this stuff out, there may be no hope for you. Moving on. Finally, let's end the podcast on a more positive note. Uh, in the last episode, I mentioned how I did not mention so much as float a rumor that Adonis Stevenson had emerged from his medically induced coma and uh, at, shortly after that podcast came out, it was revealed that, yes, he had emerged from the coma, but uh, once again, his family was asking for privacy in this matter. Well, a statement has come out from Adonis Stevenson's girlfriend, Simone, and it seems that uh, Stevenson's doing a lot better, and this is the statement, quote, as the first month of 2019 slowly comes to a close, I'd like to share an update on the health of our beloved boxing champion, Adonis Stevenson. Last month, I disclosed that Adonis had woken up and was healing from his injury in the private company of his family and dedicated medical team. Today, I am happy to share that after months of grueling workouts and physical therapy, Adonis has taken his first few steps and is working towards walking independently. Despite his champion health, these improvements to his condition have not come easy. Adonis has pushed himself as the true champion he is, incorporating courage and determination into his recovery. It has been a true gift to watch his health improve and we are grateful for every advancement he has made. Adonis is a world champion in the ring 
and continues to exhibit strength and perseverance in his rehabilitation. Additionally, I am happy to share that Adonis is beginning to verbally communicate and is able to speak to our family, friends, and his medical team. At this time, I am confident that our Superman will make a full recovery. On behalf of Adonis and our family, I thank you once again for your messages and ongoing support. We are truly humbled by your love and well wishes. Unquote. That's great. That is absolutely wonderful. Like I said in the past, you can absolutely be disgusted by what Adonis Stevenson did years and years ago. I certainly was. But that is not to take away from the improvements he has made in his life. Okay? Once again, I mean, how many of you guys are big fans of Mike Tyson, and yet Tyson went to jail for rape? He's never admitted to it. For all I know, he might be totally innocent. But at the same time, a jury did find sufficient evidence to convict him. So, you have to wonder, you know, why are you so eager to accept Mike Tyson, and yet Adonis Stevenson, who has stayed clean ever since his release from jail, how come you're willing to condemn him and say that he deserves this? I don't know. But regardless, I wish nothing but the best for Adonis Stevenson, and I hope that he continues to recover. As I previously stated, I'm pretty sure that uh, his boxing career is over, but I hope that uh, the rest of his life is filled with nothing but uh, good health and lots of happiness. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Eris Lendi Lara, Robert the Ghost Guerrero, Adonis Stevenson, Berman Severn, Millerad Zizek, Glenn Johnson, and many others by liking us on Twitter at twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. Go to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes or iHeartRadio, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. I have no idea what you just said, but watch me smile and nod.